My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 33, starts now. Man, they have a um, pretty good running game, mm. decent passing game, and their defense is strong as shit. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B. Cruising on into week seven with the one and only dog. What's up? The champ is here. The champ is here. Never fear. Struggling right now. Struggling. But a little struggle. A little struggle going into week seven. How to get it seven. together. It, it's the halfway point. It's the halfway point. There's nothing decided yet. Um, dog is coming off a dif- disappointing loss. Not the end of the world. I'm coming off another win. I'm five and one. I'm yeah, feeling good. Said, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let the people know. Let's get the bad news out yeah, there. Get that first. out of the way. Let's talk about me and my team and how I'm doing on this lovely, lovely fantasy week. Oh uh, uh, boy, Doug, what are you gonna do? What's happening? What's going on, man? You know, uh, it's 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 really tough, man. I lost a a, a pro bowler and Will Disley. He was oh, headed boy. to the pro bowl. That that I I hurt um, watching that. Yeah, by the way. yeah, and other than that, um. Man, I have just have some underperformers right now, you know. Uh just that Antonio Brown shit is still biting me in the ass. Yeah, it it is coming back to haunt me. And it you hate to have something a, a mistake early on. And not really a mistake. He's a number one receiver. Every if he's on a team right now, everyone he'd be the first waiver wire pickup yeah. regardless of everything. So you don't call it a mistake. It was a slight gamble, but a calculated one. And you hate to have that continue to bite you this season. You you want to try to recover it, recover from it. You made a big trade over the past week. You went and got Odell Beckham. Yeah, I got and, Odell. And tell the folks about your trade. Um, I went and got Odell. I traded, uh, and I got Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. And I got rid of uh, Galladay. And um, who else did I get rid of? It was Galladay and somebody else. Shit, I forgot. You, <laughs> you got. I think. I think you traded Gurley and Galladay. Yeah, Gurley. I got there you rid go. Gurley, uh, arthritic, arthritic ass knee. <laughs> you know. Then he said he has a, a thigh problem. It's just too much going on with Todd Gurley, and then the Rams protect him so much. Is you never know what to expect week in and week out with him. So I felt like, you know, he was my first pick, and it was a gamble, a risk to just trade your first pick away. Mm-hmm. But I needed a big play receiver. Yeah. No, Dale didn't do that bad for me. He did decent. Yeah. You know, you know this season, you're not getting the consistent monster games, other than from McCaffrey. Yeah. From one individual. It's, it's, it's McCaffrey's been, a monster. He's, he's been, and he's the number one pick next year. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it. But everyone, you know, you got Zeke, who he had, I think, 25 this past week. But before that, he's, you know, 17, 18. You know, it's been very hard to navigate because you're counting on big numbers from people. Um, Odell is a person who hasn't turned it on yet. Gurley hasn't really turned it on yet. Um, there's a few others, and we'll get into it in the show. Um, one thing I thought about this week is, you know, we looked at the Rams, and we took, you know, the Rams here locally, LA, you know, all that other good stuff. And for the last three years, they've been exciting. Everybody's scoring points, and right. McVay, and everybody's excited, and all this other stuff. He's getting tested. He's, yeah. he's, it's, it's the test. He's the, they've dropped what, three in a row? Yeah. Three in a row. And you're going to see the genius. You know, I think that genius sort of tag is rubbing off a little bit. Um, yeah, they're jumping all over. And then I think it has a lot to do with Gurley's health. Yeah. Because the offense still revolves around Gurley 
whether he's catching the ball out the backfield or, you know, running up the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's he's a big part of their offense to get it going. Sure. Because he was what? He had like, he was on the field like for 90% of their snaps yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And this year is almost cut in half. Yeah. You know, so he's in the 60s or something like that. No, and and we talked about it in past shows. With somebody like him, and, you know, it's it's preseason people are talking, hey, you know, we're going to ease up on him, whatever. It's very different when you get in the real season and you need wins. And, you know, NFL wins are hard to get. Fantasy wins are very hard to get. You play your best people in fantasy, so yeah. you have to play your best people in the league. That's what I think. I think you, you can't pump the brakes on somebody like Todd Gurley because if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. Right. And I think that was the first mistake of the Rams. So maybe they sacrificed a win or two early on, sort of easing him into the you know game plan. But you know he is going to be tested now. It's not just you know it's always easy how you know they, they, you get the easy tag of well he's a genius he's an offensive genius and he's he's been around like three years. Uh, certain people get that tag other than more than other people right. like. Say, for instance, a Tony Dungy, who yeah. still, I don't know if anyone's ever called him a genius or anything like that, but it, it's just going to be very interesting to see how the Rams react to this turmoil. It's a difficult situation because the problem from hearing and watching the game is their line. It's the offensive line. They can't, right. and that's something that can't be fixed in a week. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. And put pressure on golf, you know. People have the key now. Put pressure on golf, and then he's going to be rattled a little bit. Yeah, you know what? He's in his what second, third year now, or second year? Third year. So you know, shit, he he can still get rattled. He can't because he's not just like he's not a. I mean, obviously he's a franchise quarterback. They gave him a ton of money, whatever. But he's not. I don't think he's an elite quarterback, and no. he's not an elite quarterback in fantasy. He's not a must start quarterback in fantasy. Um, the and we'll get we're, we're rolling into a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about teams that you can, if, you know, if you're, you're, which teams are you buying stock in and selling stock in? I'm selling stock in the Rams until they get their offensive line worked out. I don't think that golf is a for sure starter, like I just mentioned. Obviously, Gurley, you got to wait and see what his injury issue is like. Those receivers, other than Cooper Cup, I think you could sit Robert Woods. I think you could sit, obviously, sit uh, Brandon Cooks. I don't. I'm selling stock in the Rams right now. Doggy, who which team are you selling stock in? I'm selling stock in Dallas. Cowboys, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. You know, they've been dropping games. Uh Dak hasn't been really producing. He's had like two really good passes the last game yeah. he played. Yeah. You know, Zeke's gonna eat, you know, and and you know, get bread, but I just don't I'm just selling stock in them. I'm you know, it's just like I'm I'm not a believer. No, they've hit I think they hit the wall. Yeah. I think Dak was playing over his head. I don't quite. I don't know if Zeke being away, he's not been in game shape. I don't know what's going on necessarily with him. And now you got Amari Cooper hurt, which we'll get into later. But they've hit a wall, and they've done it at probably the worst time of the season because yeah. they, you know, it's 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 money time right now. You're you're more than halfway. You're approaching the halfway mark, and uh, you need to get win. I'm surprised Jason Garrett is just still there. Amazing how certain coaches <laughs> can keep a job for and, 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 forever. And this isn't a black white thing. I mean, you had uh, what is it, uh, Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati? He kept a job forever. Probably could should have left a few years previous to that. But amazing how Jason Garrett can keep that job, just sort of and and just basically be sort of mediocre for the last several years. Yeah. But doggy selling stock in the Cowboys. 
who are you buying stock in there, doggy? Man, it has to be the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. You know, buy, 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 baby. You know, the defense is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy G is like managing the game. Yeah. Um, see, I like I told you, B, I, I like Shanahan's system. Once once you get into Shanahan's system, he can make you great. Yeah. You know, you just have to be a believer. Look what he did with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, he was the MVP of the league when he was under Shanahan. That's right. Then when he got under that drunk, he started to flip. <laughs> with Sarkeesian? Yeah. yeah that, you know what I'm saying? That's the drunk. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Yeah. So yeah. other than that, man, I, I believe in Shanahan's system and Jimmy G, he sat behind Brady for so long, so he's a patient quarterback. Mm. And, you know, he, he just got the knocked the rust off early in the season. He was well in preseason he was struggling a little bit. Yeah. But hey, he got that rust knocked off and he's they're looking good, man. They have a um pretty good running game, mm. decent passing game, and their defense is strong as shit. Yeah, I the defense I'm definitely buying stock in. I think, uh, you know, they're going to have – there's going to be a lot of fantasy points made with that San Francisco, particularly that front line. And they stuck it to, you know, everybody's big brother in the NFC West, supposedly. They stuck it to the Rams. So when the big brother gets beat, you know that San Francisco might be for real this year. It might be time to start saying, hey, you know, they they, they didn't play the best teams to get here. But at 5-0 and now, you have to take them seriously. You have to take that defense seriously, uh, fantasy-wise. Still not sold on Jimmy G, fantasy-wise. Still not sold on that backfield or those receivers. I don't know how they're winning these games. I guess defense and just everyone's pitching in. But uh, San Francisco's for real. Uh, if you can, pick up that defense. Um, now, let's see. The team that I'm buying stru- uh, uh, stock in, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, and you got another uh, McVay type. You got this guy, Cliff Kingsbury, gets a job out of the blue, was not a winning coach uh, in college, uh, was about to be USC's coordinator, got hired by Arizona shortly after he got hired by SC. Um, in the early showings, did not really show us anything. I, I thought this was another thing where they labeled some guy to a genius too early. I don't think the guy's a genius, but I can see improvement over the last couple of weeks. Arizona and Kyler Murray look like they can score points. Don't know how if that wins games necessarily, but I might be buying a little bit of Kyler Murray. Definitely have already bought and continue to buy David Johnson. And also, you know, the guy who won't go away is Larry Fitzgerald. You're buying him as well. Yeah. So, the you know, moving forward, I think having players on Arizona, not necessarily their defense, but on their offense – Will help you fantasy wise. I think though that's the team you buy stock in. Um, moving along uh, to the past week's injuries, moving from week six to week seven, um, we'll just go through the injury report here. We got Amari Cooper. Was that a quad again? A quad yeah. thigh injury, something like that. Okay, so he's out. Baker is banged up, but I'm a. I'm guessing he's going to play. Disley's gone for the year. Disley's gone for the year. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Um, Alvin Kamara, uh, I think he's going to play. I, I, I don't know if he, I think he's just banged up. Gurley, we don't know at this point, and we're taping the show Tuesday afternoon, Los Angeles time. Um, Devontae Adams, we don't know when, the, when that turf toe is coming. Yeah. So so all those things are turf hanging. Turf toe is tricky. Yes, it is. And look at Alvin Kamara now, like when Ingram's gone, it's like he he has the load. He, he needs that Ingram type of back. In his life, maybe he, he does. Still like a scat back. Man. Maybe he does. You maybe know, he does. He's showing his trues. No, he's not I, that durable. No, I thought he would explode 
Yeah. He has not. And that it's been, it's been that kind of year. Everybody who you thought would, you know, um, Hopkins, yeah. D-Hop in Houston, definitely slow, slow, to, to, slow to do anything. Um, Julio has had a bad game here or there. Well, Saquon was exploding to the ankle. Yeah. You know, he was exploding. He was up there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And we'll go through our bye weeks. You guys, if you have anyone in Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Go ahead and sit them on your bench. Do that right now so you don't have to wait until the last minute on Sunday or on Thursday, depending. Um, let's get right into adding drops there, Doggy. Who are you adding this week? Well, I would like to add um, D. Fails, the tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right there with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like you know I like him. Um, um, I like how he gets targeted mm-hmm. in Houston. Yeah. And, you know, especially that Disley is out. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, sure. And um, I'm looking back at the Jaguars' defense. Uh huh. You know, I'm a I'm gonna try to add the Jaguars' defense because mm-hmm. they have some favorable matchups coming up. Most definitely. And um, really, that's about it right now for me. Yeah. No, I am with you on uh uh, d- uh on fails with Texas. Um, he seems to be the number one tight end. They use a couple of different tight ends, but I think he's the guy who's getting the the end zone targets and such. So you might want to pick him up. I'm back on Ricky Seals Jones. <laughs> he he disappointed me uh, the week before last, uh, but had a touchdown this game. I you know I told you guys to pick him up and stash him a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm still of that belief. I think that Cleveland has a plan for tight ends, and I think he's a part of it now that Njoku's gone. So go ahead and pick up Ricky Seals Jones and Jones and stash him on your bench. You don't necessarily have to start him right away. Um, and this last, this last one, I'm going to say Jamal Williams, um, had a great game last night. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, and it's a situation that bears watching. Uh, and what I mean by that is for some reason, Aaron Jones is that guy who does like, I don't know, he's the kid, you know, if you have a, a family and he's the kid that like gets straight A's and uh, does all his, uh, chores and he washes the car and he's respectful to his mom and dad. But mom and dad have a favorite kid somewhere else. Like yeah. they, they don't really like him. They don't like Aaron too much. They like his younger brother Jamal, and it, it just seems like Aaron Jones has to prove himself more than anybody else just to get the same run. He had four touchdowns the week before. He got actually benched for a minute in this game Monday night after he fumbled and I guess dropped the touchdown and all that other stuff. And Jamal Williams showed out. As a matter of fact, he out touched him. He out carried him. Um, he also had like more goal line carry or more red zone targets. So that doesn't sound like a starter if you're Aaron Jones. So I'm going to say, I don't think, you know, Aaron Jones loses his job this week, but keep an eye on Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Um, if he doesn't take the job from Aaron Jones outright, he's going to effectively cap the production of Aaron Jones because it keeps Aaron from getting those 20 carry games. Right. You know what I mean? So you're dealing with a running back by committee. So just keep an eye on that. Um, where we were wrong this week uh, or this or past who week. Are we dropping? Oh, Don't wait. we go there first? Uh, we can go wherever you want. Or do we go who we were wrong? Uh, let's do where we were wrong. You okay. go ahead. Where were we wrong? Well, I was wrong with, uh, man, well, Will Disley, but I can't predict injuries. Yeah. I was wrong. You're not God. I was wrong by not starting Crowder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should have started Crowder because Sam Darnold was coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, other than that, man, um, that was where I was wrong mm-hmm. this week. 
Yeah, I was wrong with Preston Williams in Miami, and I'll just go ahead and take the whole Miami thing. I was riding Miami hard. I fell flat on my face with both picks. Uh, Preston Williams, five points. Still getting the targets at six. I don't think you drop him because I think that, especially if Fitzpatrick uh, has a role, and we don't know if he's going to start this week yet, um, Fitzpatrick's a gunner. He's going to put the ball up, and they're going to be behind. So I think you hold on to him for at least another week and see how uh, this develops. I told you to put play Miami's defense against Washington. That was not a good idea. Two points on that total. Um, you know, I thought Miami would have some pride at home to show Washington that they were the worst team in the league. Instead, they showed them that Miami, they said, no, we are the worst team in the league, Washington. You don't get to have this pass. So they're tanking for uh, uh, the quarterback in Alabama probably, and they'll probably continue to do Bad things. But that doesn't keep them off your fantasy list. Since they'll be behind, look at their receivers, not necessarily their quarterbacks. Um, on the bubble, Doggy, who's on your bubble this week? Matt Breed is on my bubble this week because Coleman's back, mm-hmm. and he's getting the goal line carries. He's getting the majority of the carries. Yeah. Um, Breida, even though he's a starter, in order for Breida to eat, man, and get a touchdown, he has to bust a long one. Yeah. Like he did last week, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So he he's on my bubble. You know, it's like I'm not playing him. Maybe I can trade him, but who would want him? Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to trade him in our league. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's that's who's on my bubble. I would say Joe Mixon. Um Joe Mixon has oh boy. He has not had a twenty point game yet. And he was drafted as as high as the first round in some yeah. leagues, second round, whatever. Um, you're not getting value at that point. And the only reason I would say to keep him on your team is because on paper he's listed as a starting running back. But even that has begun to deteriorate because now he is sharing passing downs with Gio Bernard. Um, you don't drop him, but if, say, for instance, Giovanni begins to eat more into his shares of uh, rushes or what have you, I think that's the time you think about benching him and maybe more. Maybe you can drop him at that point, but he's definitely on the bubble for me. Um, let's see here. Where are we going? Um, uh, oh, rising star of the week there, doggy. Who's your rising star? Shit, my rising star of the week is going to be Jacobs, the Raiders running back. He's not really a rising star because he's lightweight, already a star. Yeah. But I feel like he's going to jump into the top um, three in fantasy rushing this this week in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I'm going with my rising star of the week. Got it. He'll be a top top three running back in fantasy, PPR. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Jamal Williams. Uh, you know, and this is, you know, we talked about how your record dictates how you play fantasy. If you're 5-1, and one, you got the four, you know, four games above 500. You're looking hopefully now to solidify a playoff spot. You're not getting the waiver wire position you want. So you're going to have to guess a lot of times. You're going to have to look at situations before they develop, like the situation I mentioned, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and say, hey, if he possibly eats into his time or begins to start, maybe this is a guy that I could put on my bench and use uh, for upcoming buys because they're coming fast and furious, folks. More and more buys each week. You have to find replacements. So Jamal Williams, maybe he does it again, has another little flash, and makes the uh, Green Bay coaching staff make some hard decisions with Aaron Jones. Um, where were we right there, Doggy, last week? 
Well, I was right with my boy James White. Of course. You know, uh, he was one inch away from scoring a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that he hurt still, too. <laughs> yeah, he still gave gave me 13 points. Yeah. And uh, that would have been 19 points. He was right there. You know, he, he's heavily involved in the offense still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's just, you're going to get what you're going to get from James White. You know, you're not going to pop up with too many zeros or five points. Yeah. Because he catches the ball too much out the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's involved heavily. So uh, that's where I was right. You know, James White gave me what I expected. Yeah. No, I was right. I told you last week that it was a week of the tight ends and people were snatching tight ends up. Unfortunately, Herndon got hurt and he's, you know, uh, I don't know if he plays this week. He's They activated him, so I guess he may try to play this week and see him at practice. We'll see what happens. But um, Hunter Henry, 30 points. One of the pickups I told you to make last week, uh, for, you know, coming back. I don't think Hunter Henry is necessarily a must-start every week, but he might have potential. I think, uh, you know, again, the Chargers are showing themselves to be a team that might not be competitive this year. Again, they may fall behind. He was able to get a couple of uh, sort of, I don't know if you call them garbage time uh, touchdowns, but they were made in a frenzy as San Diego, or sorry, Los Angeles. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call it clean. <laughs> Tried to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right with Hunter Henry, and um, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. I still think uh, uh, Ricky Seals Jones is going to be a keeper for you in the long run. Um, who are you dropping this week, Doc? I'm thinking about dropping Deontay Johnson, a uh, receiver in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just hasn't been getting any targets, just out there running routes and shit. <laughs> you know, plus they're down to their third string quarterback. Yeah. Even though if uh, Rudolph comes back next week, it's it's still like it's it's all bad in Pittsburgh, man. Even with James Conner just ended up a little limp limpy. Yeah. Now, so it's like you know when Big Ben is out, it's like that passing game is like to shits. Yeah, it's you know it's sort of impressive that they've you know they won last week. They beat the yeah. Chargers, which, you know, and depending on how the Chargers are going, that may or may, may not be viewed as an accomplishment. But they're staying with it. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. And if the quarterback, if they can get, you know, responsible quarterback play, maybe they make a run. But, you know, it's tough to look at guys like Juju, who I think Juju had one point. Did he have one point? Something like, Something that. like that. You know, I, I'm, you know, teams were, we were talking about selling stock in. You want to sell stock maybe in all those Steelers receivers because with uh, the quarterback situation the way it is, you don't know what's going to happen. James Conner is relatively solid, but you always have to worry about him getting through games. I mean, he's yeah. banged up every game, and that's one of the reasons I stayed away from drafting him. So, you know, be leery on Pittsburgh. You got to keep an eye on on that team. Um, my drop, I think I'm going to drop. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, he's had two opportunities with Devontae Adams gone to prove himself as the alpha male in that receiving core and hasn't done it. Single digit efforts both games. I don't know yeah, if it's, it's yeah. It's terrible. It's you not think he would step up and try to save his job. Or something. It's not the same Packers we're used to. Um he, you know, again, single digits, nothing impressive. I, I well, he had a big catch last night, but it doesn't didn't get him over ten points, which is really what you want fantasy wise. And that really brings us to the question. We're going to talk about quarterbacks when we come back. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? You know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you you, you 
you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You're, yeah. You're wheeling. You're dealing. All that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You gotta go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got. Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. the, yeah, it's called the Power Banger, yeah, and it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show, do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get thirty five percent off purchases over one hundred twenty five dollars. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What they give you classes if you're in the L A area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, though. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops... That sounds fun. ...on squirting. Wow. (laughs) It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Now, on the first quarterback question we're talking about, we'll just jump right into quarterbacks. Is Aaron Jones, sti- sorry, Aaron Jones, is Aaron Rodgers still a must start every week as a, at the quarterback position for you, doggy? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers will make you a star. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you just have to catch the ball, man. He's going to put it right there. And uh, he, he's a must start. And, you know, he's at least going to give you 20 points or better every week. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to say right now, no. Hmm. He just hasn't. He the thing is, he's only had three games over seventeen points this year. Hmm. That's not good. That's no bueno. Well, I said an average of twenty, maybe. Yeah, but it it's it, it seems like they're doing something different. And Aaron hasn't griped about it. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been upset at his right. lack of production. So I think that he's going with what uh, what the coach is is putting forth there. But he's not the same guy. He's not. He's it's sort of like Tom Brady last year, where he was just not a fantasy player anymore maybe this year tom brady is but last year he wasn't and this year aaron Rodgers is not so no i think you could definitely afford to bench aaron Rodgers. but you know one of those games the uh the bat got off jones got off you yeah know? so yeah you know you almost can't count that game he had five touchdowns well, himself yeah i mean but it's it's still it's we're into week seven we're going right. to week seven he's had three games above 17 points which is where that's like the bare minimum 17 points is the bare minimum you should expect from your he only had three games above 17 only three games oh okay no bueno um sticking with quarterbacks but Quarter- it's aaron Rodgers, man i yeah. no you you sit aaron you sit him down if you need to if you have a better option you sit aaron uh this year we'll see what happens next um what does Tannehill starting over Mariota mean fantasy-wise there, dog? What you does know, that mean? I think Tannehill's a better passer. I think you're right. Um, and, you know, he can scramble just as good as uh, Mariota. Yeah. You know, he can use his legs. And so, hey, man, if, if Tannehill's coming in to start, you might have to go back and get Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis, I'll just sit him on your bench because Corey Davis could light a fire now. Yeah. Because they're going to go downfield. Tannehill goes downfield, man. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill had great, great, great success with uh, Jarvis Landry yeah. in in Miami. I don't know if Corey is that same type of receiver. Maybe he is. Or maybe A.J. Brown is. We would never know, huh? We, we, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find out this week. Yeah. Um, 
I'd also keep an eye on, and I'm biased because I have him on my team, Delaney Walker. Yeah. Those same short routes that Jarvis ran in Miami, I think, are can be attributable to uh, uh, Delaney Walker as well. So I think it's an, a change. I th- and not only that, I don't think you're missing anything in terms of uh, legs because no. Tannehill runs also. Yeah. So I think you get a better passer and, a, you know. A decent runner. Decent runner and a guy who's who knows how to use at least – one of his receivers, I would assume. So we'll see what happens. Um, now, again, last quarterback question. Does Jameis's five interceptions mean it's time to drop him there, dog? No, it's not time to drop Jameis because uh, Tampa Bay usually is going to be trailing yeah. in the ball game, and Jameis is going to put up big numbers, throwing it up uh, to Godwin. What's Goodwin, Godwin? Godwin. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Godwin and uh, Mike Evans, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I still play him. I would still play him. I wouldn't drop him yet. Yeah, I think he still stays on your team. I think the thing is, the everyone sees the five interceptions and they're like, oh, my God, gloom and doom. It's all over. Jameis is a bum and all this other stuff. Not so. You got to really look at the numbers. Even though he threw the five interceptions, he threw for 400 yards. Yeah. That that those all count, and right. that's the difference between if, say, for instance, uh, Nathan Peterman had thrown for five interceptions, you got a minus five for that day, fantasy yeah. wise. Jameis finished with fifteen points, and it ain't great, but it it's not like a negative two, which is what you'd expect when someone throws for five. So you just keep Jameis, give him a little bit more time. Yeah. He's got a buy this week. Maybe he comes back fresh and ready to eat. On uh, in week eight, his job is on the line. Too. Yeah, this is a big deal for Jameis, and he's looked good within the the last the previous three games. So just give him a, give him a break. Um, sneaky play of the week. It's that time of the show, dog, where we give him the sneaky play. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, my sneaky play of the week is going to be Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he found the end zone last week. Yeah. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be looking for him more, targeting him more, and you know because Teddy. Teddy rolls out out of the pocket a lot, and you know Cook's going to be right there for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know that's going to be my sneaky play. Yeah, still a lot of tight ends out there, folks, that can help you. Not necessarily long term, but week to week. By all means, look at, look for him. If you find a good match, snatch him up. Um, my sneaky play of the week, um, and Doggy uh, jumped ahead of me on this. Jacksonville's defense, and you know they have they're not scary like they used to be. But the reason I say it, and you don't even necessarily have to use them this week. Next week, guess who they play there, doggy? Miami. The Miami Dolphins. I just guessed. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> so you could jump ahead yeah. of your friends there, pick them up, and be ready for week eight. And, you know, have a great defense. Or not necessarily a great defense, but a great uh, opportunity to take advantage of some of Miami's uh, certain mistakes that they'll make uh, two weeks from now. All right. I think we've gotten through our list in record time there, dog. Um, you have anything to add to the people? Tell them anything yeah, man. important. For can... me, yeah. if you guys are in my situation at mm-hmm. one, three, and two, uh, you need to start thinking about next year. But be a spoiler. You know, like, try to win out. Be a spoiler. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, make it hard for the opponent, for your opponent. And, um, you know, just just stick in there, man. Play hard. Don't give up, man. You know the message of the day yeah all right so you guys have good luck go ahead and make some noise with your fantasy lineups take a listen to us you can find us at facebook.com at my big black fantasy podcast you could also find me on twitter 
at B underscore MBBFP, like my big black fantasy podcast. Doggy is still not in the um, information age. Uh, he's still primitive like a caveman. So just maybe send him a <laughs> drawing or two of an animal of some sort. All right. I think we've got covered all the bases. Oh, except for one last thing. Uh, a bonus. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Rising star, John Brown, Buffalo Bills against Miami. He should tear it up. John Brown. Uh, again, good luck. We'll see you next week. Peace out.